0: Literally, no one, no one could hear me. No one came running.
1: What the fuck was I thinking? All right, what is up, everyone? Welcome to the What the Fuck Was I Thinking podcast, an analyzation of bad choices under high stress. So this week we have on the show my friend Megan from Fit here in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Before we get the show started, really quickly, I just want to tell you what this show is about. This show is just a pet project where people tell stories, usually funny, about bad choices they made during high stress situations. Now, in no way am I trying to say violence is fun or am I trying to say violence is good, but sometimes funny things happen when people are under stress and it's good for people to understand that, especially if you're in the self-defense industry and you think that your performance has to be perfect at all points in time. Megan's going to tell her story Then, if you would like to join us at the $5 level on my Patreon, we're going to jump over to a segment called Lessons Alert. In that segment, we just go over the self-defense lessons that could come from this story. So if you just want to hear a fun story, enjoy the free show. If you want the actual self-defense part, that's probably why you're on my channel is for self-defense things, then feel free to jump over to the lessons learned portion on the $5 level of Patreon. Megan, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself?
0: Hi, my name is Megan. I live in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, Mm. and I facilitate a aerial circus space called CircoFit. So I teach adults how to fly and do circus acrobatics on the silks, on the rope. We also do straps, but I don't teach that. Really just overall, it's a cool space and a cool community of people that like to work out in a really badass way.
1: That's awesome. My daughter is still harassing me. I'm like, I'm like the second it's open, we'll go try it. She, she did aerial silks at her friend's house. I guess her friend has silks. And my daughter's very gymnastics y. And she was complaining about, uh, she's like, my abs are sore. I'm like, yeah, like when you're hanging, there's no compensation. Like every muscle that's weak is probably going to be affected by that.
0: Yeah, it's a really different way of moving. And I, I hear that a lot from people that are like high level athletes that are like, geez, I am surprisingly sore the next day in weird places that I never usually sore.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. So Megan, why don't you, uh, why don't we just jump right into the story?
0: Yeah, so um, this was about 10 years ago. It was in my early twenties. At the time I was living in this cute little hippie house with my boyfriend at the time. And this was before I was a business owner. I have a really weird resume, but (laughs) at that time, both the boyfriend, Danny, and I worked for a geology company and we worked out of town. So you'd go out and work for like three or four weeks straight. And then you'd come back for like a week and take your time off. He was away And I was getting ready for a stint in the field, which was actually in a small town. So I was loading my car. It was like a beautiful summer day, an afternoon. And I was on the front street right in front of my house, just like taking like coolers and my bags and stuff like that. And at the time we had two friends staying with us and they had a little dog. So those two friends were at work and the little dog was just hanging out with me. Anyways, I'm loading my car and this older gentleman comes up and starts chatting with me and he starts saying like, Hey, I used to live next door to you. Do you, I don't know if you remember me. And I was just like being polite and smiling. I didn't remember him, but I had been there like, almost five years at that point and we had a neighbor that had like a lot of people coming and going in her house and i thought like maybe he might look like one of them so i was like oh hey how's it going and i just kind of kept going about my business and smiling and nodding and then the little dog runs across the street oh shoot i have to go get this dog before it gets hit by a car so i walk after it i scoop up the dog i look back And this guy is walking up the front path to my house. And of course, the door was open. It was unlocked, I think it was open, open. (laughs) And this house was super far back on the lot. They actually don't zone this way anymore, but it was kind of like grandfathered in because it was built before those zoning laws. So it was like a really long front walk and no backyard. And I just like run and I get past him. I pass him on the front porch and I get in, inside the house and close the door and he gets his hand and one shoe into the house and I'm just on the other side of the door holding it closed and yelling for help. And so this was the time before everyone carried iPhones everywhere. I had a little like flip phone and I could see it. It was like two meters away on the computer desk. I could see it. I couldn't reach it. I had my car keys in my hand so I hit the, the like alarm function. My alarm was going off. I was yelling for help and like literally no one, no one could hear me. No one came running. It, it was such a beautiful afternoon. I'm pretty sure there was still school in session. I was across the street from like the soccer fields of an elementary school. And I just kept yelling and yelling. And he started saying, he started calling me Leanne. And saying that he loved me, let me in, and I love you, Leanne, Leanne. And I'm like, I'm not Leanne. <laughs> and, uh, and then I was like yelling for help. This went on for, I'm thinking five minutes. It felt like much longer, but like five minutes is a long time. It felt like 20 or more. I started yelling for my neighbor because my, I had seen my neighbor a few hours earlier. Her name was Lisa, so I was yelling, Lisa, Lisa, and then he started yelling, Lisa, and I was yelling, help, and he was yelling, help. And I'm like, what the hell? And this guy was way bigger than me. Like, he was in his 60s, and he kind of, like, looked, he was, like, a little slow-moving, which is kind of, like, why I was chatting him up initially and, like, being polite because, like, he was not a threat but he was heavier than me and taller than me. Like he easily had 60 pounds. I was holding that door and thinking like, he could totally get in here. Like if he just tried a little harder and he can take me and I don't know, um, but eventually, eventually like his foot, he took his foot out a little bit and then I closed the door more and then he like wiggled his hand and closed the door and uh then I then I called the cops and (laughs) described him as he walked away and yeah it was it was really bizarre and of course like very 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 scary (laughs) and even like this is 10 years later and when I like think too hard about this story I get nervous and scared again and like Like, I'll start shaking. (laughs) So the cops came, and they went and looked for him. They found him, apparently, and they reported, like, oh, yeah, we talked to him. We asked him why he wasn't leaving you alone and why he was trying to get in your house, and he had said that where he comes from, that's how people tell you they they love you. I guess he lived, like, two blocks away from me in... A like some sort of like assisted living facility for people with some psychological issues and I was like oh great he lived really close to me (laughs) and that was that I called I called my friend that was staying with me and he actually took a few hours off of work and came and sat with me until I could like calm down enough to drive because I was still I still had to leave town and go go pick up stuff for work right it was crazy So let's
1: walk this out one more time. So you are, you're, you're packing up your car to go on a trip. Yeah. Some random person you don't know comes up, starts then trying to get into your home for some reason. Yeah. You get ahead of this person. You bar them out while they're trying to force their way in. Finally, the person decides, I'm not going to do this anymore. And you're screaming and getting help and doing all the things that every self-defense instructor probably says, you know, draw good witnesses, create noise. None of that is working. And then he just kind of wanders off in the police like, yeah, well, he's got some problems. Talk to you later. Yep. (laughs) That's a pretty crazy story. I don't think there was a lot of things that went wrong in that one, but I think it's an important lesson for people to to understand. Go ahead, Megan, you were going to say.
0: Oh, I was going to say, like, I feel so stupid for, like, just not letting him go. Like, you know, I could have just, like, walked away, which I I don't know. I, and I do remember at the time, like, when I talked to my boyfriend about it, he was like, hey, like, I'm first of all, I'm really glad you're okay. And also, this sounds bad, but thank you for not letting him in our house, because that would just feel so violating. Yeah, it's like, I'm I'm really, really lucky that nothing bad happened but like who knows and i think it would have been like a much smarter thing if i had just let him go into the house and then found a phone and called the police from there right well
1: let's we'll discuss that on lessons learned i don't know i I don't know if i agree because you don't know what was gonna happen like you're saying if you just let him go in the house without you going in the house you think just like let him rummage around and damage stuff let me call the police that might have been better yeah yeah, maybe. <laughs> Anyways, that's a great story. Thank you, Megan, so much for sharing it. This show has been super dominated by men telling dumb stories that I wanted some more female stories. So I think you're the only the second woman on the show. Jessica Fife was the first and then yourself. So I appreciate you sharing the story, especially because you mentioned it kind of makes you nervous sometimes when you tell it. So I'm like, now please tell it in public, Megan. Is that good for you? <laughs> <laughs> Megan why don't you tell the listeners where they can get a hold of you
0: yeah well if you're in if you're in Edmonton and you want to try out aerial circus please check out circle fits really like the social social media is probably like a good way to get a hold of us our our new website will be up soon the old website is still running but we're not running classes during uh, quarantine for COVID times so at circle fitness on instagram and um if you want to see me learning to play accordion <laughs> <laughs> and the occasional um, actually cool aerial circus post. I'm at mama underscore circus, mama circus, and most importantly, go follow my cat at Spotted hobs because she is more interesting than I am.
1: And has more followers. I think both of us combined, which is a little yep.
0: frustrating.
1: So I'm waiting for my rabbit to lap me as well for, cause that rabbit uh, Instagram that we have now. All right, listeners, thank you so much for listening to the, what the fuck was I thinking podcast new episode next week. We're back on track. I have a couple being recorded this week, a couple being recorded next week. So we're going to be back on the regular schedule while I'm still developing all of the giant online courses you've been hearing about that is happening. Plus these, plus trying to stay sane. So these should be coming out regularly. Again, expect, them every wednesday don't forget to subscribe to the channel if you're watching this on youtube click the bell button subscribe like share all the things that youtubers are supposed to say so do all of those things that'd be fantastic and we will talk to you soon what the fuck was i thinking